When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No one is holding Biden accountable for his reckless decision to ignore all of these policies that previously had led uh, to the lowest number of illegal crossings uh, in decades. Uh, it's time for the Biden administration to start following the laws passed by Congress. Sean Rima, 9 till 11, News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071. Uh, oh, no, Governor. No, they, they inherited this problem from Donald Trump, right? News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's Sean. Hi. Uh, it's Tuesday. I, I Sorry I was off yesterday. It was root, just a routine cardiologist appointment. That's all. I'm, I'm fine. Everything's cool. Um, I, you know, I want to get the serious stuff out of my system here right, the, right at the very beginning. Uh, and then, you know, we got some funny stuff to talk about, including Elon and what happened yesterday with Twitter, which is almost performance art. Um, if you were ever in any doubt in your mind that the people who make up the Democratic Party, well, specifically this current administration, if there was ever any doubt in your mind that they are freaking awful, freaking people, their reaction to Bishop Evans should should have washed away all doubt. I mean, whoo. Jen, you know, I, and you know what, she's going to MSNBC, Jen Psaki's going to MSNBC, and, you know, don't let the door hit you on the ass there on your way out, but you know what sucks about it? It doesn't matter. When Jen Psaki goes to MSNBC to, to you know, spout her bilious crap on, on MSNBC as if anybody's watching, they're just going to fill that position with somebody as bad as she is. They'll, they'll just fill that vacuum, and I do say vacuum with a capital V with somebody who is just as horrible a human being as she is. David Van Camp's been saying for a couple of years, since I've been listening on Mark Van Camp and Robbins, that they're all just horrible people. And you know what? He's absolutely right. Um, well, the reaction to Bishop Evans was, we feel, we feel bad, obviously. But remember, uh, technically he worked for the state was the federal guy. In other words, it's not our fault. In other words, it's it's really not our they didn't even mention him until she was by by uh Jackie Heinrich uh from, from Fox News. They didn't even mention Bishop Evans, who died rescuing a couple of freaking narcos. Uh they didn't even say his name until they were asked about it at the press conference. Joe Biden hasn't said anything. Joe Biden, who made sure to get on the horn as quickly as possible to the uh, uh, family of George Floyd. And this young man, Bishop Evans, is, based upon my reading of his short life, pretty much represents everything that's good about America and should be good about America, and represents everything that should be good considered good about a young person 
you know, very often we, we, we ask ourselves, you know, looking at the Ukraine, you know, by the way, there's still a war in Ukraine, that, you know, you, you have people, young men in their 20s, right, in, in Ukraine, who, when Putin rolled in, picked up arms uh, to defend their country. You know, would that happen here? Uh, it, it, what sucks is, is that we, we have far too few Bishop Evans and and, and far too many uh, weirdos just staring at their phones, you know what I mean? And and Bishop Evans, again, based upon my reading of his short life, was a courageous young man who cared about other people and lost his life rescuing two people that he didn't know who were coming into this country illegally, who were already in violation of the law and uh, allegedly were involved in narco-trafficking. And 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 your response from the administration is, well, he was a state guy, and and you feel no responsibility. The, you know what's sad? Not sad. Disturbing and dark, because and, and Riccardi was saying this last night, and he, and we've said it, you know, and we're in Rima, and everybody has said it because it's absolutely true. That this crisis didn't have to be. This crisis on the border was created for political reasons. It, the evil plot of the Democrats and of this administration is really no freaking deeper than they want to import votes. That's really all it's about. There's no great ideology behind it. There's no philosophy. There's no thought that they're creating something better for human beings to interact in and live together in, which is the bullcrap that most revolutions exist on. It's really as cheap as they're importing votes. And people are dying. And people are being sold into human trafficking. And kids are disappearing. Or they're ending up in holes in the ground. Or they're just being freaking abandoned. And this kid was 22 freaking years of age. And as about as decent an American as you could possibly imagine. And you know what's true? They really don't feel any responsibility whatsoever. Why? Because they're freaking horrible people. And you know what? I'm not preaching from Mount Olympus like I'm the greatest human being that's ever walked the face of the earth, because I'm not. But, baby, I know bad when I see it and when I hear it. The people currently running this country, David's right, are horrible people. They have no redeeming value whatsoever. They are political robots bordering on sadists who really don't freaking care if people die or suffer in their constant, obsessive desire to hold power, to maintain power, despite the fact that their policies can't win anybody over on their own merits, which is why they have to freaking cheat. I said this on Where and Rhyme. If you're a Democrat, how do you feel about this? How do you feel about your side always having to freaking cheat? How do you feel about your side accepting no freaking responsibility whatsoever for anybody's life that is lost on the border how do you feel about your side of things not giving a crap that people are being gunned down in the cities because of their whole defund the police uh thing and 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 cops themselves we we have cops dying at a rate now we haven't seen in a long time if ever in this country because of your side's policies how do you freaking feel about it say it be somebody own it you know what I mean? Why do you guys always have to cheat? Why do you always have to be such absolute scumbags to get what you want? I'm curious to know. I'm curious to know. See, because as far as how I vote, I'll be honest with you, I don't have to wake up in the morning 
feeling guilt that my side cheats all the time or that my side are made up predominantly of horrible people. They're not great people, a lot of them. Some of them are pretty lazy. Some of them are fairly complacent. Okay? But no matter what you think about Donald Trump, I didn't wake up every day for four years regretting my vote for Donald Trump or thinking, God, this guy's a horrible human being. I thought he was a great human being. I felt good about that vote. I still do. What about you, though? Seriously, what about you, Democrats? How do you feel about your side and how they do business and how they operate and what they do or do not accept responsibility for? I really am stinking curious. 210-599-5555. And Trey's right. Say his name. Bishop Evans. Say it. Somebody, please. Dear Jesus. All right, 210-599-5555, 210-599-5555. You want to re- respond to anything I just said there? Well, you go right ahead, Mr. Man. We're going to take a little break, and uh, when we get back, um, we'll talk about some other things. I do want to talk about Elon. Uh, we have uh, new stuff coming out from the Rust set. And, uh, you know, even more reasons why Alec Baldwin is a total DB, apparently. And uh, some other stuff. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, also, the fact that I screwed up and I, I, I photographed myself for face puke doing the show this morning. And I'm wearing two mismatched socks. My wife has OCD, which means as soon as he sees those images, her entire day is going to be ruined. That's all coming up and more on the Sean Ramis Show. Also, go to the website and check out, you know, our 100-year anniversary podcasts. And Dennis Foley did a really cool video uh, celebrating... Uh, uh, our 100th year anniversary here at KTSA. Very cool video, Dennis. Uh, check it out. KTSA, Trey's got a bunch of podcasts up there with folks who have worked here in years past. So check out the uh, the website, KTSA. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. This is Joe Reinagle celebrating 100 years of service. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back 23 minutes after 9 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean. We'll get to Elon buying Twitter, uh, buying Twitter. But, you know, let's hit the big story of the day, the big, 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 big story. This is the big, this is so big, the Johnny Depp Amber Heard tri- trial. I don't care about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial, and I like Johnny Depp for the most part. I think some of his movies are kind of stupid. Yeah, and I'll tell you why. He's just been at Edward Scissorhands for for me. Johnny's been Edward Scissorhands for thirty five years. It's just he just changes up the accents, but it's still that buggy eyed weird thing he does. You know, no matter if he's playing a freaking pirate or, you know, whatever. I think I still think his. I maintain his best movie still was Ed Wood, but that was more because of Martin Landau than him. Blank Karloff. Remember that? That was a great flick. I don't have a whole lot invested in Johnny Depp. But Johnny and I, you know, I, I did give us one thing, and I, I know for us married dudes like Don Morgan, this this is something I think all married men should take away, and all dudes merely hooked up with women who want to be their wives. I think all men should should take this gift from Johnny Depp and use it in our daily lives just to befuddle our spouses. In that I, I didn't listen to all the audio, but, and, and I didn't, certainly didn't follow the. Tr- I watched it for a few hours last week, and then I felt myself getting stupid, so I had to turn it off. 
but they played some audio at the very end, I guess, of, of Johnny and Amber, like, going at it, like, arguing, you know what I mean? <laughs> Listen to me laughing about it, you know? And Johnny said one because she's kind of mocking him. In this audio they're playing, she's kind of mocking him for claiming, you know, he's a man, he's a dude, he's claiming he's a victim of domestic violence, you know. And Johnny let rip with a line that I think every married guy should use just because it'll make no sense whatsoever, but that's what will make it funny. You know, when she's mocking him, he says, and I can't quote him directly, of course, because he drops the F-bomb, but he says, Hey, hey, I lost a blanking finger, man. (laughs) And I don't know why that cracked me up. In other words, well, I am a victim of domestic abuse. I lost a finger. And so, like, every time my wife gets mad at me, I'm just going to throw that out there. You know, even though I have all my fingers, I'm just going to throw that out there. Whatever my wife gets mad at me or upset about, you know, whatever it may be, be, me not doing the dishes or everything else, I'm just... I'm going to throw the, hey, you know what, Siri? Hey, hey, you know what? I lost a blanking finger, man. I lost a blanking finger. Just to see how she reacts. I think all men should do that. I think, dudes, if you're married, I think you should just throw that in there at some point. It'll make no sense whatsoever to your spouse. But that's what will make it funny. I lost a finger, man. And then my buddy David Fisher uh, went, took it one step further. He said, no, no, no. Because I posted on Facebook, he said, no, no. Or he heard me talking about it. He said, no, no, we, we should go, bi- dude should go biblical. Take it even further. Go back a few thousand years, a hundred thousand years, and make it biblical. And say, you know what? I lost a rib, man. Oh, yeah, that's right, baby. I didn't do the dishes. But you know what? I gave up a rib for you so you could freaking exist. Now, jump back. Two one zero five nine nine. Sorry, I'm I'm in a weird mood today. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Do you care about the Johnny Depp Amber Heard? No, I don't. You know what? They're celebrity weirdos with way too much time and way too much money. And I, I'm not begrudging anybody their success. Johnny's done very well for himself, uh, for the most part. Okay, but they're celebrity yahoos, and and I think the judge should just merely rule. You two stay away from each other. You two are not allowed on the same planetary hemisphere for the rest of your stinking lives. Just stay away from each other. That would, if I would, if I were to judge, that would be, you know, my ruling. Just you two stay away from each other. You're toxic. And during the course of this trial, I lost a finger, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I will give you my thoughts on you know, seriously. Try that out with your spouse. The finger thing. See how it works. That sounded weird, but you know what I mean. Uh, when we get back, I'll give you my thoughts on Elon Musk. Which doesn't his name sound like a flavor of Axe body spray? Like, could I get some Elon Axe? It's a, but I will give my thoughts on the Twitter thing. I think it's very interesting. It's hilarious. Uh, as I said a few minutes ago, it's damn near performance art. So uh, what do you think about Elon Musk buying Twitter? If you're following all of the uh, the liberal idiots out there who are losing their minds right now, this is the end of democracy as we know it. Uh, is it a good thing or a bad thing that Elon Musk bought Twitter and now owns Twitter? Uh, let me know your thoughts. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. We'll take a break. It's Sean on News Talk five fifty KTSA. 
Yeah, man. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. It's 9.38 on a Tuesday. I'm Sean. How are you? Are you having a good day or morning or whatever? And uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555, um, You know, I've really up to this point have been kind of ambivalent on the whole Elon Musk thing. I, I, I'm not going to sit here and act like I've been following him closely over the past few years because I really haven't. Um, I think he's an interesting dude. I thought he sucked on Saturday Night Live. Uh, I think the whole Elon Musk, Jeff Bezos thing is kind of interesting. But I, I, it's not that I was not a fan. I just wasn't a fan or a non-fan. I just wasn't Elon interesting, but not something that I, I focused a lot on. But I, I, I got to tell you, I'm fully in the Elon column now with this Twitter thing. Um, wow. You know what? Here's my honest opinion, and you can call me up and, and say whatever you want. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. I don't. I I honestly don't care what he does with it. I, what he does with it. I'm just glad he did it. I think the fact that that dude just woke up and decided, you know, Twitter's full of crap. <laughs> you know, they're 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 keeping people off that whose opinions they don't like. They're totally full of crap. I'm gonna buy it. You know, I, basically, which is what he did. I mean. Obviously, there was a bit more of a process than that, but the guy just decided to buy Twitter because he didn't like the way it was being run. And I and and it's driving the liberal idiots nuts, man. They, they, oh my, they're just losing their ass so so pathetically over this. And again, I don't really care what he does with it. I, I think he'll probably do some cool stuff. His statement. I'm paraphrasing, but essentially he says, I'm going to unlock the potential of Twitter, and it's all about free speech, and, and good on him, and I, I bet you he will, you know. But I, I don't really, me personally, I don't really care what he does with it. He could he could turn it into porn chat tomorrow for all I care. He could turn it into, you know, a social media platform that deals exclusively with pastry recipes, and, and I, I wouldn't, it doesn't, I, but the fact that he did it, and it's driving them crazy. That's beautiful. That's elegant. That it really is almost performance art. And and this came out on Where and Rima. And this is exactly. And and again, if you're a Democrat and you want to call me up and explain this or give a reaction to it, I'd love to hear from you. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Democrats and I am using. If you noticed, I'm using the D word a lot more than I used to. I used to call them liberal pukes, you know, and schmucks and, and the folks on the left and progressives. Now I'm just calling them out for who they are. They're Democrats. Let's all just be honest here about who we're talking about. Democrats love to control things. They're like a psycho ex-girlfriend. They're like freaking Amber Heard collectively. They want to control people. They Because, again, going back to what I was saying in my opening statements, they love to cheat. They have to cheat. They cheat. They're cheaters. And one of the best ways to cheat is to be able to control people, to be able to control the narrative, to be able to control what stories, new stories get reported and which stories don't, to be able to control who has a presence on social media and who doesn't. I hadn't heard about this, but Trey brought up this Google email thing or Gmail thing with how uh, I guess they're, they're, they're sending 
Republican fundraiser emails directly to spam so people don't see them. You know, it's all about control. (coughs) Excuse me. And, And the reason they hate Elon Musk is the very same reason they hated Donald Trump is they cannot control him. They can't pressure him. They can't leverage him. There's nothing they can offer him. Uh, they, they, he is beyond their grasp, just like Donald Trump was. And, baby, they freaking hate that. They hate that. And that's why suddenly, even though we know the leftist weirdos who pretty much own and operate, or at least did until yesterday, yesterday social media, we, we all kind of know that it's completely biased and it's completely against the the conservative ideology in this country. And uh, if, if you don't realize that, you, you've got your head in a tub full of butter because it's so obvious. But now because they lost Twitter and they lost control and have no control over a guy like Elon Musk, now it's the end of democracy. <laughs> now, that's what Elizabeth Warren was saying. Oh, my God, this is the end of freaking democracy, man. I, I don't get the argument, but, you know, it's free speech is gone. It's going to be hate speech. Because very obviously Elon Musk is a is a Nazi who hates black people and trannies. So it's just all going to be misinformation and hate speech. Democracy is on the cliff. It's on the precipice. It's over because Elon bought Twitter. And I don't know about you, but I'm loving it, man. I'm loving watching these schmucks twist on the hook like this and just completely lose their ass. They can't believe he did it, and that's what makes it so wonderful. 210-599-5555. Hey, San Antonio, this is Dave Rios. KTSA class of 1985 through 1994, wishing KTSA a very happy 100th anniversary. Very cool, man. Make sure you're going to the website, ktsa.com. Trey's putting out a new, a new podcast uh, every week where he interviews folks who uh, worked here over the past uh, uh, few decades. And uh, uh, Dennis Foley put together a really cool video that's on the website as well, ktsa.com, celebrating 100 years. I'm so thankful every single day of my life that I've got my own little chapter uh, in, in that 100-year journey. And uh, uh, the phone lines are open, 210-599-5555. That's KTSA.com. We were talking about social media as well uh, a few minutes ago about uh, Elon buying Twitter, which I think is great. And I'm not even on Twitter. I I, I, I do Facebook. In fact, if you want to follow me on Facebook, my Facebook page is public. Facebook is the only social media I do. Not because I really have anything against Twitter or any of the others. I'm just lazy, and, and I, I really, I really can only maintain Facebook. It's just way too much. I know Trey's back on Twitter. It's way too much for me to take on multiple social media platforms. Somebody could invent, you know, like Sean Book, you know, and it would be a social media uh, uh, platform all about me, and I, I wouldn't go on it, you know, because that'd be too much work. I, I wouldn't be interested. So I do Facebook. You want to follow me on Facebook? It's it's incredibly fascinating stuff that I post. I I I'm like Scott Robbins. I I post a lot of pictures of my cats, and I also post a lot of pictures of my cats. And uh, I although I kind of screwed up this morning. Um, is anybody listening? Are you married to a 
or hooked up with somebody who has OCD, is your is your partner or your spouse, is, do they have obsessive compulsive disorder? Because my wife does. She has pretty bad OCD. Things need to be even. Like, you know, she'll actually throw eggs away if there's an odd number in the carton. I mean, she's that person. Chris, you know this, Don Morgan. My wife is she's so OCD that where she, her recliner where she sits here in the living room where my high-tech broadcasting uh, facility is located, she can actually see the timer on the microwave. Okay, and so my, my, my daughter's laugh. If, if you use a microwave and you don't clear out, <laughs> like let's say you put it in for a minute, but you pull the damn chicken nuggets out or whatever the hell you're cooking, you know, out at like 47, and there's 16 seconds left on the timer. Why is that OCD? It drives my wife nuts. But why is that OCD? You disabled the clock. Because I don't care. I I see if it's on the time that's left, I don't care. I don't have to be OCD to want to know what time it is. Well, I'm just saying it, 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 it doesn't bother her because she can't see the time. It bothers her because you didn't clear out the time that you were cooking the stuff on the microwave. Well, you essentially disabled the clock. But it, it's not about the clock for her. That's what I'm trying to... It's not It's not about the clock, Chris. It's not about the clock. And this is why I bring this up. And this is my connection. This is the connecting ligaments or whatever the you know popular thing to say right now is. This is the connecting topic. I posted a picture of my cat Jarvis on social media, on Facebook this morning only to realize, because he crawled up on my lap while I was doing the show, only to realize I'm wearing one white sock and one black sock in the picture. Do you realize that's going to drive my wife nuts? That is going to drive her crazy. You think the, the microwave oven thing is bad for her? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm not you know, dissing you in, in what you're saying about the clock. I understand it's clock's disabled. But that's not exactly why it bothers her. It bothers her that it's just there. That it's not fixed, okay? The white sock and the black sock in the cat photos on social media this morning on Facebook are... And yet I won't delete them. I won't delete them. I'll leave them up. I don't know why. But it's going to bother her. It's going to really drive her nuts once she realizes I'm wearing one. If we're at HEB and she looks down at my Crocs and realizes I'm wearing one white, you know, mismatched socks... It's almost like we have to leave. She can't stand it. And it's not because she's embarrassed for me for looking like a hobo. It's because the mismatched socks just drives her nuts. And that's all I'm saying. And I posted on Facebook me wearing mismatched socks, and it's going to drive my wife nuts. Welcome to my world. 210-599-5555. But, hey, man, I lost a freaking finger, Amber. Okay, a finger, man. And you crapped in my bed. Um, 210-599-5555. 210-599-5555. So do you think I'm not like a bad human being, Chris, because I don't clear? I, I actually do. I, I clear it out. I clear out the microwave whenever I think about it. But every now and again, I, I forget. Well, because <laughs> people I do that. I forget, and I leave the 48 <laughs> seconds there on the microwave. People do that here at the station all the time. And on the station microwave? Yeah. And I don't even use the microwave, but I have to go over and clear it just because it, yeah, it, it bothers you. Yeah. I mean, they disable the clock. It's just always going to say 13 <laughs> or whatever's on there. You've ridden in my car with me before. I don't fix the clock twice a year when daylight savings. The clock is wrong in my car right now. 
I just don't. I, I, I do it for. I do it out of love for my wife. I clear out the microwave time out of love for my wife because I know it drives her crazy. I don't know what to say about the people we work with. Okay, and they don't care that the clock in the microwave in the in the lounge is is messed up. The the only workplace thing that I will ever admit to is that I have taken ice out of the freezer and not refilled the tray. And I just put the empty tray back in. I've done that. What's that? Oh, I got a caller? Oh, Carol. Hi, Carol. How are you? Hi. Hey. I just want to I just want to make a comment on that the OCB. I have a friend like that, and everything has to be in place, in order. Yes. You look at yes. his linen closet, and it's, it's stuck no, neatly. His pantry, everything. His pantry. He has an eye for detail. Nothing has to be out of place. Yes, it, I know. It, it, I know all about it. <laughs> so, it's, you know, I feel <laughs> conscious. Every time I take something, I make sure I put everything back in place. Put it right back. Where it, yeah, right. <laughs> All You're right, so you right. You too. You know what? I don't ever have to help my wife put the groceries groceries away. You know why? Because she has a very specific way she puts them away. Oh. So I, I get. A, I don't ever have to help put groceries away because she just runs behind me and puts it where it's supposed to go. Right. So it works to my advantage. All right. I gotta go. <laughs> Thank you so Bye-bye. much. Bye bye. For eight years, I've had to put one grocery thing away because I. She's got to. It's got to go where she wants it to go. Or it's wrong, man. It's just wrong. <laughs> it's like the peanut butter. Okay, I'll tell you about the peanut butter next hour, okay? We have a peanut butter war going on right now currently. It's a silent war. When you live with somebody with OCD, very often you don't have outright, uh, you know, wars. You have silent wars. And we have a, currently we have a peanut butter war. I have to go. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Some of the uh, actions by the administration is not helping uh, Democrats, certainly in South Texas. Uh, when it comes to oil and gas, when it comes to uh, immigration policies, uh, that has an impact on it. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. I concur with uh, Mr. Quayar. Uh, 210-599-5555. It's Sean Show. I'm Sean. Uh, just a few things about the border. And, and do we even need to say it at this point? Okay. your go- This is what's happened. Okay. Your government created a crisis on the border to import votes for the Democratic Party. Your government, okay, created, the, basically erased the border and dangled all kinds of incentives in front of people's noses to come here illegally because they need to import votes because they're cheaters and scumbags. And they don't care who dies. They don't care whose lives are ruined. They don't care about the, the, the family of this of this young guardsman, Bishop Evans. They don't care about him at all. They accept no responsibility for any of the horror and death and madness uh, that, has, uh, that has occurred uh, as a result 
of, uh, of of the crisis that they themselves created, which if they say anything about it at all, they blame Trump for some bizarre reason and the problem they inherited, whereas Trump had illegal immigration downed at historic levels, and they rolled back all of his policies within the first week of Joe Biden's administration and began encouraging people to come here because they need to import votes, because they're horrible freaking people. And this problem, Abbott's right, this problem is about to get worse. And, hell, you look at the fentanyl issue alone, uh, and uh, the governor had said, which is a a true stat, true damn thing, that uh, we have imported uh, through illegal immigration enough fentanyl in this country to kill every single American citizen. I mean, think about that for a second. And your government did that. And your government is okay with that. And, in fact, your government wants that. Now, you think about that. That's that's some crazy crap right there. And they feel absolutely, it's not that they're lying and they actually do feel responsibility for the death and horror that is is a result of or resulting from their policy decisions, which led to the open border, they genuinely don't care, in my opinion. And they genuinely don't feel any responsibility, moral responsibility whatsoever. That's your government. Make sure you show up in November. Uh, 210-599-5555. Oh, yes, apparently uh, women are stabbing dudes in the butt. Uh, in uh, in bathrooms in Toledo, Ohio. Apparently, this is a you know a shocking new crime outbreak in Toledo. Uh, that women are I didn't I didn't even know about this story until my man Trey Ware brought it up. We have random ass stabbings uh, in Toledo, Ohio, where women are going into men's bathrooms, stabbing dudes in the batonkeels, and then running away. There was some guy that got stabbed in the ass over the weekend. I think that chick got caught. I, I don't know. Um, they caught her, and apparently, again, according to Trey, I, I haven't seen any information. Or I'm, uh, this, I don't know anything about this story. Hang on, i got to turn the volume down on my computer here because I was making a music mix yesterday. Um, I, I don't know why what, this woman who stabbed this guy in the butt didn't have any connection to this dude whatsoever. And he gets stabbed in the, in the butt cheek, and he runs out after her, I imagine saying, um, hey, <laughs> what what the hell, man? And Matt's been on holding, has been holding for a long time. He wants to talk about butt stabbing in Toledo. Matt, how you doing? Yeah, hey, Sean, it's uh, so hey. good to have you back on there. I can say we, uh, we honestly you. missed you, so good to hear your voice. Thank you, sir. Uh, so Thanks, I grew sir. up in uh, Toledo, born and raised, until 1987 right. when I had the good sense to get the hell out. And uh, <laughs> I can say, you know, with the butt stabbing, at least something is going on in Toledo, Ohio. <laughs> That's interesting. So I'm, I'm wearing proudly my mud hens hat right now, and I'm wondering, you know, what could cause such outrage to stab somebody in the butt? You know, is it a shortage of Tony Paco's hot dogs, or did you not get mud hens tickets? <laughs> When I mean, John is it like Denver a cult thing? Is it like a, a secret society of, of your just? City for is being it like so a boring? Se- 
is it like a secret society of angry chicks who just want to stab guys in the ass in the ass and so well i'm sure you know like they got like tattooed knives on there how many butts they've stabbed they got like tattooed knives on their arm you know like i got four guys last weekend i mean i don't is it really that dull in toledo well, I mean, when John Denver performs a song called Saturday Night in Toledo, Ohio, making fun of your city for being boring, you know, Mr. Razzle Dazzle, Mr. Showbiz, he might be on right. to something. If John Denver says you're boring, man, you are freaking boring. Excellent point, yeah, man. Thank you for the call, man. Something like that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I appreciate the call, brother. Wow. Thanks. Thank you. That is just some weird crap. Thanks, man. Again, I wonder if it's. A gang, a chick gang thing? Uh, is this in response to Amber Heard? I mean, the, the women are just randomly stabbing guys, and guys are at the urinal. It's a gang that focuses on butt stabbing? Well, I don't know. I mean, there's, it's not just one. So a dude is standing there at the urinal, which is what dudes do at urinals. What would that gang be called? <laughs> the bloody butt cheeks? I mean, I don't know. And why would it come into existence? I'm just saying to you fellas, you know, if you're ever in Toledo, just keep one eye on your, you know, behind you. The Rump Raiders. When you're taking a leak. The, yeah, the, the Rump Raiders. <laughs> the Cheeky Stabbers. I mean, I don't know. But the, the, what, what's bizarre, and then we'll talk to Sam here. What's bizarre to me is that it's so stinking random. I mean, it's not like. So it seems. It's not an ex-boyfriend thing, apparently. It's just a random thing. You'd have to ask the posterior pokers. <laughs> Someday maybe we'll get to the end of this mystery. And uh, we'll find out what. The... I mean, our chicks just sitting around in Toledo going, man, I'm so damn bald, I'm just going to go stab some dude in the ass. <laughs> you know what? I could like to stay home and make some brownies or. I could go out and stab some dude in the ass. I think I'll go stab some dude in the ass. You need to call it the rest of the cheek chasers. The cheek chasers. Come on, girls. Let's go stab some dudes in the ass. <sighs> Not going to win any broadcast awards today. 210-599-5555. Uh, Sam wants to talk about cheating Democrats. Sam, how you doing? Hey, uh, good morning. Uh, on the Rump Raiders, is Harrison Ford on that one? But anyways, the... Um, <laughs> You and you and Trey were talking about the, and you were talking about it right now. How they don't care, they don't care who dies. They'll Democrats, cheat up whatever right. it takes, right? Yes, right. the Democrats. And you know there was this thing that all they wanted to do was impeach Trump, impeach Trump, and it was all over the news. Everybody was obsessed oh, yeah. was in, impeaching Trump, and then all of a sudden the election comes, and bam, they cheated because they divert they diverted all the attention to the cheating of the. I mean of a. Of Trump, and then they cheated the election. Now, right. and then all of a sudden comes um, COVID nineteen, and they don't care who they killed. You know, let's let's imprison everybody in their house. Let's let's put these kids in solitary confinement, and you know, kids are messed up. They're behind right. in education two years. Yeah, they, they don't, don't care. care. No, I they I, I got to run, Sam. But you're right, you're absolutely right. They they don't care. I mean, I'm I'm look. You know what the Bible says, right? Judge a tree by its fruit more often than not, first and foremost, Democrats appear to be guilty of the very things they accuse other people of being guilty of, whether it's racism, some kind of phobia, you know, you're homophobic, 
Uh, you know, they, they, they tend to be guilty of that stuff. In fact, nine times out of ten, whatever a Democrat is accusing you of being, uh, they're f- four times as guilty of. It's, it's, it's transference. It's psychological transference. I put my sins onto you, man. Uh, so, you know, no, I don't, th- I don't believe they feel guilty about a, a damn thing or responsible for a damn thing. Uh, 210 Hey, this is David Van Camp from Markley Van Camp and Robbins celebrating 100 years of service on News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. I'm Sean. You know, it always kind of cracks me up what people actually end up calling this show about, you know? I've hit all kinds of topics today. We've talked about the border. We've talked about Elon. You know, we've talked about cheating Democrats and what horrible people they are. Politics. And you know what people are calling up about? The the, the chicks in Toledo stabbing dudes in the ass. I'm getting calls on that. It comes back to the goofy stories in the end. Well, in the end. And, well, because people need to laugh these days because things suck so bad most of the time. And it's funny because I don't even know the story. Like, I, Trey brought it up. I, I haven't even seen the story. So I'm, I'm doing this entire thing on, on Trey's word that this is actually going on, which I believe him, obviously. He wouldn't bring up random ass stabbings on the air if it wasn't actually true. I don't believe. But apparently Toledo is so dull that women are just walking around. Going, I guess it was, it's a rash. Get it? It's a rash. Of, of of random butt stabbings. It's assault. Assault. Don Morgan, are you are you covering this in the in the KTSA newsroom? Is this being covered, or if, if this is another one that slipped by you guys? The the rash of ass stabbings in Toledo. Um, two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's John who wants to talk about ass stabbings. John, how you doing? Good. How are you doing? Another day in paradise, man. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> hey, I just. Just want to let you know that Netflix just came out with a new series called Cheeky Blinders. Ah, I see how you are. Cheeky Blinders. <laughs> Cheeky Blinders. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate the call. People are calling up with it. I don't know if it's a I don't know if these butt stabbings are connected or not. I don't know. Oh God. Ron on, on line one, how you doing? He wants to talk about ass stabbings too. Yes, I do. Uh, but for a good reason. <laughs> I, I, you just said, I know what they're connected to, Sean. Have you seen the movie The Midnight Express? Oh, God, yes. Do you remember that when the, in the prison systems over there in Turkey, it was totally legal to stab below the waist? And they, they, they uh, yeesh, in oh, that movie. I still that have was, nightmares about that movie. That was a horrible, it was, yeah, that was, that movie just, it, it just, it, it's, the height of anxiety all the way through except for the ending. Remember the ending? Yes. Uh, that yeah, oh, that's right. A guy did, didn't the guy get stabbed in the butt in that movie, I think? Well, there was plenty of that, but in the end, the, the main jailer um, was thrown into that coat hook uh, neck first. Oh, that's right, right, right. His back yeah. of his head went into the coat hook, right. What a fun yes, movie. Yes. You know, if you're feeling down about life and you just need something to, to, that's mindless that you can laugh at, Put on Midnight Express, man. It's the feel-good movie of 1979. You know, it really, it's It'll a good make family you realize movie. Whatever you're, yes, whatever you're going through, is, it pales. 
Right. Thing. Even the beginning, <laughs> remember the anxiety is the, trying to get across the, the oh, customs. Oh, God. You know, I was going to be a Turkish drug smuggler, smuggler, and then I saw that movie. It's like, nah, I think I'll give it. I think I'll go into radio instead. Yeah, thank you. I, I, I got to go, man. Thank, thank you for the call. If that doesn't work, you can move on to American Me. Oh, American Me? I don't know if I've seen that one. Are you, I, I've, There's some movies. you ever see a movie that's so – it's good, but it's so disturbing that you never want to see it again? Oh, yeah. Like uh, Midnight Express is one of them. American History X is one that I don't ever want. That's a great movie that I don't ever want to see again. Very Bad Things was one for me. I've never seen that one. I guess I won't. If it's disturbing to you, I won't see it. I didn't. You know, The Joker was one of those movies. I thought that movie was depressing as hell. With Joaquin Phoenix, that movie was depressing, man. Yeesh. Uh, Apple Dumpling Gang. You know, I can't watch that anymore. It's just too disturbing. Some of the things that Don Knotts did to Tim Conway. I just I can't watch it anymore. I'm kidding. Chitty, chitty, bang, bang. <laughs> all right. The, the only reason I don't watch chitty, chitty, bang, bang, I got nothing against gay people, all right, but Dick Van Dyke was so gay in that movie. All right? I'm just saying it. God, he was just so, wasn't he? Wasn't Dick Van Dyke just really gay in chitty, 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 chitty bang, bang? Single dad. I'm just, he was. And, I, again, I got nothing against gay people. I, I have gay friends. I do. I'm just saying I can't watch Chitty Chitty. My kid loved that movie. It was nine hours long, and it's the gayest Dick Van Dyke movie ever. It's just there's something about him in that movie that was just really, really gay. So you were put off by Dick Van Dyke's (laughs) feminine lean in that movie, but the child catcher you didn't care about. No, the child catcher was a little disturbing, too. Yeah, that's what Because none of us wanted to end up there, did we? No. That was all of it, man. It was the child catcher, the gayness of Dick Van Dyke in that movie, even though we know he's not really gay. But some of the songs were so gay. I'm trying to think of one of them now. I'm trying to think of this. My kid loved that movie, and I'd watch it like once a day for like six months. And it was just so gay. This explains your mood. (laughs) Maybe. Maybe. Anyway, oh, I was also going to say, what time is it? We got time? Oh, no, I got to take a break. When we get back, Don Morgan, I want you to jump in on this. It came out on the Where and Rima show that today is Remember Your First Kiss Day. It's a national holiday, and so we're all remembering our first kiss. Right. So what, what, were you like eight? I mean, I, I'm just thinking because you're <laughs> somewhere, somewhere thereabouts. I figured. So let's talk about that when we get back because it's funny. All right, <laughs> I'm going to take a break. Oh, and Mark is on line one and wants to talk about random ass stabbings in Toledo because that's the – Big story of the day. 210-599-5555. And we're back. Talk my 50 KCSA FM 107.1. I've talked about a lot of news stories today, but the one that seems to be intriguing most people is the random butt stabbings in Toledo, Ohio, by random women who follow guys in the bathrooms, and while they're standing there at the urinal, urinal, the urinal, they stab him in the ass, and then they run well, off. And do you think when the guys are standing there, their reaction was, oh, hi, oh. <laughs> I think it's more WTF. What? Because what? apparently they don't know the women. It's not like an ex-boyfriend thing. So let's let Mark bring it up, and then because uh, this is the hot topic of the day. Mark, how you doing? Hey, I love your show, brother. Thank you, man. What? So, you had some thoughts on random ass stabbings in Toledo? 
Yeah, I wanted to get to the bottom of this, and I did some Google research. Yes. And you know what I found out about Toledo? It is what? the roller derby capital of the world. Yes. I love no, roller I derby, man. There's no, no, I'm sorry. I made that up. There's oh, nothing. you did? I, I Googled no, it, and there's nothing. I couldn't find anything cool about there's it. There's nothing. It's Toledo. Nothing. It, it's, Ohio, it's Ohio, and it's Toledo. They have a glass Why would anybody want to live there? I might want to stab some guy in the ass if I'm living in Toledo. I'm just saying. Well, they have a glass Thank museum, so there's glass. A glass museum. Exciting. Sounds Thank like it blows. Oh, see how you are? Thanks for the call, Mark. Doesn't sound like the most exciting place in the world. Um, you know, we do, we do this thing on Where and Rhyma where I tell you what the stupid holidays are, the jive holidays for the day. I don't know who makes these things up. Like, among, among other things, today is Lesbian Visibility Day. So if you are a lesbian, get it on out there, sweetheart. Uh, but it's also Remember Your First Kiss Day. And I was going to bring Don into this, and I thought maybe we'd go around the, the, the table here. Why do you want to... For- Huh? Why do you want well, to I want bring to hear from Chris too? All right. Because because I you know I I you're you know why? Because you're like Gene Simmons. Okay, and I'm going to explain this. You're, you're like Gene Simmons, Don. In that, if you ever listen to Gene, like Gene Simmons, never got into booze or drugs, mm-hmm. right? Something right. he's very proud of. You yourself have never really been into booze or drugs, right? But Gene Simmons is very prideful in like his woman habit and and how prolific he was. It's the only vice he ever had, and so he he talks about it incessantly, mm-hmm. almost to what a. And there's a little. Are you bit saying of that, that I do the same thing? I, I'm no, I'm not saying you do okay. the same thing. I'm just saying I know enough about you that like. <laughs> no. You got out there. <laughs> <laughs> you got around, man. You oh, got around. Lord. And so, when I saw that it was remember your first kiss day, I was going to ask you: do, is is it? Do you even remember? Because was that like so long ago? I mean, what what ha- what was your first kiss like? Um, is your so, wife listening? No, no. Good. Okay. Not. What was your last, Good. your first kiss like? <laughs> her, I, I remember her name. Her name was Tracy. Wow. Yeah, and Got she one up was on me. right. And so this, man, I was young. I was like, how young were you? This was 1975. So what? I made. I was like seven. What? Yeah, and she was nine. You were she seven? was seven. She was two years older than me. I and was I would... being funny when I said, what were you, like eight? I was making a joke, and I missed it by a year. Yeah, you, you missed it by a year. Seven. seven. So I would, follow, I would like follow her around on my bike <laughs> trying to show off. Because, you know, I'm not shy. And so, no. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah, I'd ride by on my bike doing the evil Knievel. Hey, how you doing? Look at me doing a wheelie. And, um, You're huffy. <laughs> so, so one day I learned that it was her birthday. Right. And uh, so she must have been turning nine. And so I rode my bike down. (laughs) Right. I rode my bike down to the store trying to find something for her birthday that I could buy for all the 75 cents I had on. (laughs) So I'm going through the store and they had this they had this uh, box of old 45 RPM records. Right. And I'm going through and I'm going through. And there was this song that came out in the late 60s called Tracy. By the by the cufflinks. So there it the was. Links. Yeah. Right. There it was. I buy the record. Lean me out of my, I think it was like 80 cents or something. And I, and I ride my bike back up to, uh, to her house and she's outside. And I say, Hey, I, I got you something for your birthday. <laughs> and I what hand her this. And, right, my birthday's coming up soon too. Oh, but, no. Um, no, I didn't say that. 
Oh. Um, so I give it, I give her the record, and she looks at it. She goes, "Oh, I, you know, I love this song," and she grabbed me by my face and and planted one on me. Oh my god! Yeah, and, and here's the Seven. here's the funny thing. Tongues. The, <laughs> I am French. <laughs> no. But, but um, This conversation is now illegal. No, right, now, now check I'm this sorry. out. The guy who sang that song, Tracy, yeah. his name is Ron Dante. And I tracked him down on Facebook one time. No. And I shared that story with him. <laughs> Are you serious? I told him, I said, hey, man, check this out. And he messaged Ron me Dante. back. Did he? Yeah, he oh, messaged man. me back. I'm glad to have been, glad to have been a, a small part of such a major memory for you. So, <laughs> oh my God, Ron Dante Ron and the Cufflinks, dude, that's great. He was also uh, the guy that sang "Sugar, Sugar" the Archies. I remember yeah, that same yeah. guy. But I, I need you to understand something. When I first brought this up this morning on Where and Rima, okay, and I brought up, hey, it's remember your first kiss day. I was making a joke to Trey. And I said. Yeah, we got to get Morgan on here. Uh, like, hey Don, when was your first kiss? Well, you know, I was eight. <laughs> you know, and I was, I was being funny, dude. I miss that. And you were seven. Seven. You were. Se- I was being right. funny. <laughs> of course, you were seven. Right. Hey, you know, the, the girls on Judd Street and Bristol CT moved pretty quick back in the mid I 70s. guess they did. She grabbed yeah. your head and grabbed just me right by my hand. face. By your face. Yeah. Chris, uh, do you remember your your first kiss? You remember that? What? How, how did that go? Well, what I remember is my first kiss was actually on a dare. A but, dare. Uh, spin, yeah, well, spin the bottle. No, well, no, because it was at school, so we couldn't have been doing. But right. she was the cutest girl in the class, so I didn't really, right. I didn't really care. But I was also actually you know, just more more grateful that she didn't chicken out and wasn't like, oh heck no. What? So you two kissed on a dare? Right. Who 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 dared you? Oh, someone else. But I think they. Well, like I said, she was the cutest girl in the class, so they they oh, knew that I like. Well, they pretty much knew that every guy liked, liked her. her. Yeah. yeah. Right. But uh, I I don't really remember much. I mean, just you know, she had wavy brown hair, brown eyes, purple dress. And when you were kissing her, did you hold on a little longer? Did you right. try to make it last? Did she you? also had a mean yeah. right hook. Yeah, mean right oh. hook. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Did you <laughs> see you next semester? No, I mean, did you? So when you kissed, it was it a good kiss? I mean, was it there was some meaning to it? I well, mean, I mean, we didn't really kiss? know what we were doing. Like I said, it was on a dare, right. and it was mm-hmm. kindergarten. So. Wow. So he kindergarten. Was, he was even younger. Than, I was like, I, thought, I was like second you say grade. Kindergarten. Or yeah, it was on the playground. What the hell, man? You wow. kindergarten him when he was seven. Chris Glasgow, sex machine. I, th- I was thinking like middle school, kindergarten. Yeah, Kim. Do you want a cookie or a kiss? <laughs> Give me the I cookie. like H&R bus and buff and stuff, don't you? Oh. Want to share a fruit roll-up? Want to share a fruit roll-up? You want to share a fruit roll-up? I got your fruit roll-up right here, baby. You ever have Chris fruit? Here's some... <laughs> The snozberries taste like snozberries. <laughs> so does my tongue. <laughs> so does my tongue. Wow, Chris. Oh, Chris, I, you know, job, Trey man. was 14. Man, it, and didn't I, even, I, and it didn't even cost you 80 cents like it cost me. Good job, man. 
Right. He just made a dare and kissed yeah. some chick when he was in kindergarten. Right. She was 37, by the way. <laughs> uh, he, he well, yeah, her teacher. first name was Mrs. Yeah. Mrs. <laughs> Chris, you're a bad little boy. Anyway, um, I better take a break now. Um, let's take a little break. Hello, San Antonio. I'm Liz Houston. I worked at KTSA from 1968 to 1969. Congratulations to this legendary San Antonio radio station. Something to do bounces me off the ceiling, Tracy, day after day. Bringing back memories, Don. When you were seven, tongue kissing a nine year old over a 45 RPM. Of course, you ended up in radio. Born to it. This is the Cufflink starring Ron Dante. Ron Dante. Great guy. 550 KTS. It sounds like it. Yeah, it was all right. Um, well, just a couple of things here. First off, uh, uh, Bruce emailed me and said, I sound more like I'm from Detroit, Michigan than the East Coast. My whole family is from Decorah, Iowa. It's a little tiny-ass Norwegian town in northeastern Iowa. So I actually grew up with, like, really thick midwestern accents so it's not doesn't you know i'm actually the only person in my family that grew up on the east coast but speaking of the east coast my first kiss you want to hear about my first kiss you want to hear about it see because chris was in kinder freaking garden you were seven even freaking archie we had trey Ware uh was you know he, he was 14 or something like that and i call him archie because i'm jughead to his archie at this point we've discovered right. Because he was a soch. Uh, he was a soch. Um, you know, I was such a nerd. I didn't get cool until I turned 18. And then once I turned 18, I became a horrible human being. But prior to that, I was a real freaking nerd, okay? I mean, I was a nerd. I had funny hair. My mom dressed me, okay? Uh, I'm serious. I was a nerd. I was short. Your mom. I was. I was a nerd, man. And so I didn't. My first kiss wasn't until I was like freaking 15 or 16, 16 maybe. Was a nerd. Right. See how you are. Now I'm a cool nerd. It's different. Now I'm on the radio. Uh, But then I wasn't on the radio. I was just a freaking nerd. And so I had never gone on a date. I didn't, you know, I women, I, you know, I didn't, girls, I didn't, I was too shy. I was shy as hell. And I remember my buddy, uh, my best friend John Nichols' dad was driving us around, and he was a, God rest his soul, was just a funny dude. And I remember there was a dance at school Saturday night, and I'd never been, I don't think I'd ever been to a dance. I'd certainly never been to a dance with a girl. And there was this tall, blonde, skinny blonde chick walking down the sidewalk there outside the high school. John's dad pulls up with us in the car and and points at me and says, Hey, you want to go to the dance Saturday Saturday night with this guy? (laughs) <laughs> no. John's, I'm serious if you want to go to the dance with this guy's name Sean and I'm mortified she says yeah sure you know I think she was even chewing her gum man so he says I'll pick you all up don't worry okay what's your name and blah blah He got her, John's dad got all the information so Saturday night the dance comes around and we pick this chick up I do not remember her name at all I just remember she was about two feet taller than me and we went to the dance. She's hardly spent any time with me at the dance. She very obviously just used me for my ticket. She just used me to go to the dance, right? And so John's dad picks us up after the dance. I'm depressed, you know, because I'm a schmuck. And uh, 
we drive this chick to her house, right? And I walk her up to the front porch. And, I mean, this is how uncool I was. I was like, so did you have a good time? It's like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, was it worth a good night kiss? Wrong. And she, God. And she goes, I know, isn't that horrible? She goes, yeah, sure. And I'm looking up at her. He's <laughs> looking up at her. <laughs> very naturally, we just I just got up on the porch, and she got down on the ground, so we were sort of even. <laughs> Chick had a mouth. I mean, it was her mouth. She had a wide mouth. I mean, she was. <laughs> she went to kiss me, and she almost swallowed my skull. Like, she almost swallowed. I, I couldn't breathe. She stuck her tongue halfway down my throat. Right. It was really unpleasant, you know. Right. And then it was over, and I was like, uh, good night. And I go back, and freaking John and his old man are just laughing their asses off. She never talked to me again, by the way, that right. girl, and I don't remember and, her. And name. her name was Carly. And now I'm famous, her, her so name it's was, on her. Her name was Carly huh? Simon. So. It was Carly Simon, <laughs> tall, if only I'd have known. She's tall. <laughs> she was tall, tall and she had skinny. a big mouth. <laughs> I'm serious, man. The chick could have eaten a cheese goat. Just unhinge your jaw. Almost swallowed my skull. I'd never kissed anybody before. So, you know, it sucks for me because you and Trey and Chris have, like, these really cool first kiss stories, and mine is just kind of schmucky. Right. Like, she was just tall, and she had a huge mouth, and I don't remember her name. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget John's dad going, hey, you want to go to the dance Saturday night with this guy? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and then I, I, I did have a girlfriend. Then my next, I didn't, I was not involved with anybody. I think until I had, you know, got together with my girlfriend Amy Martinez, whose dad was from San Antonio, mm-hmm. uh, and she was my prom date, and she broke my heart. Oh. And then I discovered alcohol and drugs and women. And that's when I just, <laughs> it's all Amy's fault. San Amy, Antonio, if you're San it's Antonio your fault. women do that. San Antonio had me even at six, at 17, man. San Antonio had me even then. Wow. Okay? Okay. Really, seriously, man. It was it was destined to live here. But it was a long, bumpy road getting here, and it's all Amy's fault. Anyway. <laughs> God, I hate her. So you We're had still to, friends. Wait a second here. I'm still, the visual of this whole thing is killing me. She what? had to get that on the ground. And you were up well, on the yeah. step. You were up on like step number two on the porch. So could- <laughs> I had to jump to kiss her. And we just didn't even say anything. After we agreed to kiss, I just very nat- We just very naturally swapped places, and I got up on the porch, and she got down on the ground. She didn't pick you up by your shoulders. She could have. I was little, man. I was little. I was a little guy. Or by but, the scruff uh, of your neck, by the back of your shirt. She could have. She was a rough Cape St. Clair chick, man. Anyway. <laughs> so there we go. Fond memories. Good times. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Chris. Thanks, Elena Rodriguez, our executive producer, Don Morgan, and my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. Mm-hmm. <laughs>